0: You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein. Today's episode, Life Lessons.
1: From the time I first met her, when she was only two years old, my relationship with my girlfriend's daughter, Zuzu, can best be summed up as a series of attempted lessons. Lessons that she has extended to me in an effort to try and make my life better. Zuzu's now ten, but even when she was a toddler and I'd cut a banana into her cereal she'd be quick to explain that the right way to do it was to place the banana on the side of the bowl. That way, she'd say, you can keep the banana dry. Or when I'd cut her sandwich horizontally, she'd say that her mother always cuts it vertically. She'd insist that it tasted better that way. As she's gotten older, Zuzu's lessons have become more intellectual, spiritual even. We live in the same house, and we both walk around barefoot, yet my feet are always white and hers are always black. I don't get it, I say. When you bathe, do you keep your feet dangling off the side of the tub? Are you performing some kind of experiment involving feet and filth that I'm unaware of? Zeus's explanation for this phenomenon, as it is for a lot of things, is that she is a free spirit and I am not. Free spirit, she says, have dirty feet. And whenever she rides in the back seat of a car, she opens all the windows, raises her hands in the air and yells like she's on a roller coaster. This, she says, is also a part of being a free spirit. This free spirit idea is something that intrigues me. I always have questions about how exactly it all works. And so a couple of summers ago, while we were at the beach, at my request, she undertook the task of giving me what she called free spirit lessons she said that she is at the college level when it comes to being a free spirit while I am still in kindergarten. How can I become more advanced? I asked. She had many ideas and she mapped out a whole course of study for me. The first thing on the syllabus was doing jumping jacks. Second was cartwheels. Then I had to let her bury me in the sand. When a large dog walked by and licked my face, I hardly complained at all. At the end of the day, Zuzu congratulated me, telling me that now I was in grade one. Another thing that Zuzu tries to teach me is what's funny and what's not. This is because much of what I find funny, she finds stupid. It's meant to be absurd, I say, in defense of the Marx Brothers video we're watching. But for Zuzu, absurd is a fancy word for stupid. To explain what's funny by way of example, she walks into the living room where I'm sitting on the couch, and she asks, "'What are you eating under there?' "'Under where?' I ask. "'You're eating underwear!' she shrieks. This keeps her laughing for a good long time. For the next few days, this becomes her favorite joke. Her mother later tells me that Zuzu has posed her question to the man who came by to read the gas meter, and he had answered, "'Under what?' and she asked her grandfather, who got really angry and yelled, where the heck do you see me eating anything? She also asked the neighbor, who answered that he was eating soup, which he was, from a styrofoam cup. Zuzu said that of all the answers she received, mine was the most perfect, which I suppose is a polite way of saying that to Zuzu, I am the most perfect patsy. Buoyed by the success of her underwear joke, Zuzu decides to start performing stand-up. She sets up a nightclub in her bedroom. She puts two pillows down on her bed so that her mother and I can have a comfortable stay. I'm supposed to go out first and warm up the crowd. "'Hey, how y'all doing tonight?' I ask. "'You know, I, um, I took the bus over here tonight, and, uh, you ever ride beside one of those guys who eat on the bus? I mean, how hungry are these people?' I'd literally have to have not eaten in over two days before I'd open a container of butter chicken while holding onto a bus strap. Thanks. You guys been great. Next up, we have a young comic, and this is her first time performing at the bedroom, so please give a warm welcome for the comedic stylings of Zuzu. Zuzu comes up holding a hairbrush in her hand, which she talks into like a mic. Why do people play hockey? she asks while pacing around. I don't understand it. They play so that they can get a trophy. And why would someone want a trophy? It's just a box. They show the box to their friends and say, look at this nice box. Have you ever seen one of these guys? They have no teeth. All they have is a box. Big deal. People are nuts. After the show, Zuzu tells me that she doesn't want me for an opening act anymore. She says I'm just not funny. Maybe, she suggests, when you talk about butter chicken, you could actually hold up a chicken. I tell her that prop comedy is the lowest form of humor and that I refuse to do it. She does not buy this, so I try a different tack. Look, I say, the less funny the opening act is, the more funny you look. The more I stink the joint out, the more the audience is going to love you. She mulls this idea over for a few seconds. And then, as though begging me to reconsider the lesson she's offering, she says, chickens are funny. At least think about it. So, Joe, you've come down to the studio to teach me how to juggle. Yes, that's right. So, you think like if I'm in a pinch, if I have some time to fill on the radio program, um, I could just throw in a little bit of juggling. Go into the juggling. Go into the juggling, the into jugg- the juggling yeah. on the radio.
2: Absolutely. It'll hmm. save you every time.
1: I- I'm just not so sure that this is going to translate very well o- o- over the radio. You know, it's kind of a
2: visual thing. Well, there's a long history of uh, vaudeville and circus style entertainment that has made its way onto the radio. There's uh, Charlie McCarthy. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a dummy. They do ventriloquism on the radio. I mean, it's more about the patter yeah. than, than seeing the trick. It's more of the feeling. It's more right. like you, the, the listener will get an idea just hearing the performance. I think the the radio audience has kind of been uh, neglected. Ra- I'm sure radio listeners enjoy juggling as as much as people who enjoy live performing. So uh, you've, you've brought with some pins to the studio? These actually got in New York, wonderful... Uh, shiny blue pins. And one of the greatest things about juggling is that it's it's meditative. So maybe if you just close your eyes. Uh-huh. That's nice. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can't close my eyes. And this is about where I put some music on. Right. You know, it, it creates a little bit of tension. It creates tension. It's exciting. Uh, maybe like behind the glass there, could you put some music on? Just so we can all get in the mood. Great. Oh, that's, that's nice. And i maybe do a little a couple of Vegas, like, ha, ha. Hop, hop, ho, hop, hey, hop, hop. Just over the music. So, right,
1: so the hops the are also very important, and that, and oh, that yeah. can be totally appreciated S- over the radio. Signaling
2: the audience to beginning the trip. Right. Hop. Right? Nice, yeah. Thank you. You know, as that as you get into that, it's just natural that you fall into the patter. Patter is is really the big part of, of being a live juggler. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, my parents still think I'm a lawyer. At the end of the show, I'll be passing my hat around. Uh, please give money to put my parents through college. <laughs> so let's say the audience is laughing now. Uh-huh. They probably are. And then I'll just go, double spins, double spins, double spins.
1: That is nice. I, okay. Yeah, I mean, you, so you, you'd like to teach me how to do this? I would.
2: What, what I'd like to do is just start you off nice and easy, uh-huh. you know. Um, actually, just uh, take the liberty of bringing some tennis balls down. What we're going to do is, is you're going to take um, one ball in either hand and just uh-huh. sort of at a slow, like a walking pace, uh-huh. just alternate hands. Right. Yep. You, you know, that's great. So now this is going to be the one two catch catch. So that goes one two catch catch. See this this yeah. This is not so easy. Okay, now we're going to advance on to the next step. You just cross them one at a time. Oh. Sort of like that. That's it. Over and uh, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I uh... Um All right. Well, I'll pick them up. Okay. And, uh, And this is actually a great opportunity to use a drop line. Oh, yeah? What's a drop line? Well, it sort of lets the audience see, you know, that you're fallible and that you have a sense of humor about it. They almost even think it's built in. Oh, I see. When, in fact, it's a mistake like the one you just made.
1: Yeah, it It shows my humanity.
2: In a way. Yeah. yeah. Chris and and, and Cross. Uh, Yeah. Well, that's Um, a drop. Drops happen. We forgive ourselves.
1: Yeah, you want to get those for me?
2: Yeah. I got it right over here.
1: All right. Um, I don't know if this is for me. You know, I'm not... I don't have the best hand-eye coordination. Oh, you're uh, doing great. I'm juggling this. You know what I'm thinking? Can you pass me those pins for a second? Sure. I mean, the truth is, maybe all I really need is the, you know, the hop-hop sounds and the uh, the patter. I could probably do really good patter. And I could just do the, um, you know, I could just be like... Make the make the sound right yeah, with the like smacking this. the club into
2: your hand. I yeah, but it sounds you. like.
1: But I know. But on the radio, it sounds like I'm juggling. Well, yes, but right, he's it not juggling. Like, no, but I mean, it sounds just like like well, what you're doing, right? Well, on the radio, I, I'm a great juggler. Will you allow me that?
2: But you're cheating yourself. No, I'm not. Okay, but another thing that you haven't thought of, mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm sorry, yeah. is that when you're doing this fake drumming. Um, is it my juggling? There's no... Radio juggling? There's no chance that you can drop. Oh, no? Okay, so that kind of ruins the...
1: Whoops! Oh, look at that. Uh, you see, I'm fallible, folks. I'm, 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 I'm one of you guys. I I,
2: I suck at things. But that's, I'm inadequate. That's so insincere. You know, when you mimic the real thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's not an affront, but it, it, it hurts what I'm trying to do. Like, look, I... This is an apple. It's real. I can smell it. I can taste it. Everybody knows that's, that's a real apple. Now, if I take a couple of tennis balls mm-hmm. with this apple, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I have three kind of balls. And now I'm juggling them. See, juggling on the radio, again, a great idea. And then what I'm going to do is simply I'm continuing to juggle. And now I have a mouthful of a real apple.
1: Right. You've probably spent, like, you know, hours, like, maybe even days learning how to do this stuff. But I, I'm, I've just taken well, to it. Well, you know, I, I, and I don't... Okay, do you, time.
2: I, Yes, but that's drumming. That's no, not, it's juggling. It's like I'm playing to a room full of blindfolded. Yeah, but, but look, you're cheating. That's not real. Hup. No, that's not Hup. real. That's not real. Hup. Now, watch this. Watch nope. this. Over my head, under my back, between no, my legs. You're lying. No, this is real juggling. That's real juggling. Do you hear the difference? That's real juggling. What you're doing is, is fraudulent. What you're doing is not real. It's real enough.
1: It's real for the radio. If if I could just have uh, one of the uh, one of the technicians over here just toss me a uh, a machete. Oh, there we go. Oh yeah. And now if you could just throw me uh, a couple of those cats in, into the uh, into the mix. I got some cats going. There we are. You see, that's the, you see pretty good. Uh, can you do cats? And now we throw in a couple yipping dogs, wow. right? And, and now for my wow. grand finale, I throw into wow. the mix a chainsaw. Let
2: wow. me wow. say, huh?
1: Wow. Oh, right, 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 hup hup Oh, here we go. Huh? Okay, well, that's something. Yeah, huh? Huh? Whoa! Oh, I almost dropped that one. Wow.
0: So one of the things I've always really wanted to have was my own food show, food slash cooking slash chatty chat food stuff. And I really think it would be excellent because I could freely share, you know, my completely opinionated thoughts, theories, and tips on food. And it would also have an instructional element and just be really fun. Like I had this idea. I don't know, Tell me if you think this is completely strange, but what you cook for your dates I'd love to have a series on date cooking and take Mm. it from the first date to the 10th date up to a honeymoon up to like a wedding anniversary dinner
1: so this would this would be a cooking show for like the would be seducer or seductress yes I see so do do you think do you think like a, a, a date cooking show like this is something that could work over the radio
0: you know I think it would be awesome people could phone in like, oh, my God, my asparagus are limp. What am I going to do? Can I still do it? Bing, bang, boing. You might not be able to have an asparagus salad vinaigrette with grated parmesan on it, but chugga, 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 the idea is clicking, clicking, clicking. You could make, like, a small pureed soup.
1: Hmm. Do you, do you want to give it a try?
0: Okay. I, like, it- like, like,
1: like, yeah, like, just totally, let's pretend that this is your radio show and I'm I'm a caller. Okay, great. All right, here we go.
0: I'm going to put on my apron. <laughs> Hello?
1: Um, yes, hello. Uh, are you going to have a name?
0: Um, Carolyn in the kitchen.
1: Okay, Carolyn in the kitchen. Uh, I'm intending to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to be entertaining my lady friend this evening. Uh, it's our third date together, and uh, I was wondering what would be a uh, seductive but classy uh, kind of meal to put together for her.
0: Okay, well, caller, you know my name. What's yours? Gus. Gus. Mm-hmm. Gus. Okay, so your lady friend. Just a, a few clarifications. Mm-hmm. Is this possibly a keeper date, like going forward?
1: Yeah, I would hope for that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you you need something that's sort of light, easy, and that will leave a, an impression. But not too needy. Not too needy. No. no, no, no. Of course not.
1: Kind of light, you know, fun, uh, jaunty, uh, but not not whiny and not clingy. A good manly, masculine meal.
0: Manly, masculine meal. Okay, but with with a touch of uh, vulnerability. That's right. Excellent. That will be great. Um, We can make something completely sexy and hot for you and it's going to be fun. Okay, so Gus, you want to make a meal. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's in your fridge.
1: Oh, um, okay, let's take a look. I I don't cook a lot, really, so um, what have I got here? Let's check it out. Mm. I've got some, let's see, I've got some salad, I've got some chicken. Wait,
0: wait, wait, what kind of salad? Not baby greens.
1: Why not baby greens?
0: Okay, baby greens are about the worst thing in the world to define yourself as a man. Baby greens are for babies. They're boring and and those stems they they get stuck in your throat and they don't support a good olive oil and 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 vinegar and they're just they're useless. Do you have any other kind of lettuce like maybe
1: What about a good uh, a good hearty uh, iceberg?
0: Okay, well uh make a sandwich with that tomorrow. Just go to the go to the uh, grocery store and get yourself some stand up kind of tough guy lettuce. Get like a little bit of endive, a little bit of radicchio, and don't use the uh, don't use the iceberg. Leave that in the fridge.
1: Um, what have I got here? Butter.
0: Uh, butter. Do you have any walnuts?
1: Uh, yes.
0: You could make a really simple little tart there.
1: But wait, making a tart though—that you don't you don't think again? That's kind of airing on the unmanly side tart
0: what what is your grandmother's name brenda brenda so this could be this could be grandma brenda's walnut tart and what it says about you gus is that you're a a family man okay be smart enough to talk to your grandmother brenda and every woman loves a man that can sit in the kitchen and chew the fat
1: huh. all that from a walnut tart wow
0: yeah yeah you know, maybe you'll talk for two hours after dinner and then think, oh, boy, it'd be nice to have something sweet. Hmm. Well, this is sweet, but not cloying. Mm-hmm. Gus, do you eat seafood? Sure. Nothing says sex machine more than scallops. Oh. Scallops and sesame. Gather some sesame seeds any way you can do it. Don't, don't sweat it. Scrape them off your bagel. This is like Roxy music on a plate. Wow. Remember the Love is the Drug album? Uh-huh. The total panty remover stuff.
1: Uh-huh. Mark my words. And what kind of wine goes with shrimp? and uh, Like a red
0: wine? Scallops? Well, you know, seafood. You can go white, obviously. You can go dry rose. Okay. Dry rose is lovely, but you, I mean, it sounds to me, Gus, like you have concerns about your masculinity, so you may not want to be serving a pink wine. So I would oh. suggest, like, a dry French, like a foncerre or a sauvignon blanc. You should also, for your beverages, have some sparkling water. Bubbly water, bubbly. What does bubbly say? Says fun, light. Let's relax.
1: All right. Well. Um, well. Thank you very much, Carolyn. In the kitchen, it sounds. Sa- it sounds like uh, Gus is going to be in for for a heck of a night.
0: I think you're brave and very courageous for doing this.
1: That's just the way Gus plays.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
3: hello hey john hey howard how are you i'm okay i'm okay so
1: what what do i owe the pleasure to
3: i need to uh did you you play cards are you a card man you a gambling man
1: you know not at all actually i uh i've never played cards
3: never played goldfish
1: maybe when i was really really young you
3: got cards in your blood then it's like language if you haven't you know if it's in your you know you played goldfish if you you ever played bloody knuckles
1: that's not a card game
3: Bloody knuckles, go fish. That's the those that's the template for for poker. It's like riding a bike. I got uh, I've recently gotten uh, quite uh, proficient, uh, my friend, with the with the I'm a master of the card, one might say, gambling, A you, poker. I'm a poker man.
2: Oh, that's what you're doing
3: now. Huh? It's a gentleman's sport. Yes, I really I need someone for a gear I got a couple of rubes uh, lined up. I need a, I need a cleanup man. I got we got we got three players. I need a fourth guy. You said you got fish. You've done go fish. You played war. Yeah, but
1: Howard, I mean, that was like literally, I was like, you know, six years old playing at my aunt's house.
3: Cards, cards, chief, cards is cards. The first rule of gambling: cards is cards. I do a little crap too, little sneak eyes. All right, I got to work on that one. Um, but yeah, I just need a fourth guy. You know, I, I definitely I've tried other things. You know, to try to kind of get my life going in the right direction, and I. Never thought that gambling would be, you know, the right path. But yeah, because
1: you know, usually, I mean, it's considered a very destructive force. It rips apart families.
3: Partner, I can guarantee you, not only will you walk out with full pockets, but your heart will be full. Are you in, John? Are you in?
1: It sounds like you're having a lot of fun with it, and I think that's great. Uh, but it, it's just not—it's just not my bag. I don't—I'm I, I'm just not very good at cards, and I've.
3: Yeah, but because you know, poker don't have to be good cards. That's the whole point. You got it's it's all about manner. It's all about attitude. Hmm. And I don't know any. Like, you're perfect. You're perfect for it. Really? Yeah, you're so insecure. I, I I I hear a young me. You know, I just don't think you've ever really had the right kind of kind of encouragement. You know, your, your daddy didn't play cards. Mm, no. Your daddy didn't raise your rights. And you know, and it's you got it in you. You know, you're a mouth man. You just keep your lips a moving. Your cards moving. You keep your face straight. Money, fun, profit, good, clean living, gambling. Hang on, let's gonna roll. let's gonna roll the dice. I keep getting sneak eyes. Anyway, I stick. I stick to poker because poker. I mean, you know, everyone thinks it's all luck, but there's so much skill involved. You got to know. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. You got to know when to run. Right? Isn't Isn't that a Kenny Rogers song? No, I think that's also it. Dates back also, I think, to turn of the century. So these are all old saloon saloon tunes. So, so are, you, are you into this? Take a gamble on gambling. Take a gamble on poker. Let's give it a try. All right. Listen to the enthusiasm. I'm fast talking. Have you ever heard me so happy?
1: I guess I have.
3: Go get go get a deck of cards. I got a deck of cards right here.
1: All right, I'll go see if I got something. Yeah. Okay,
3: hang on. That's good. All right, hang on. Very good.
1: i got a deck of cards here.
3: Very good. Yes, indeedy. Yes, sirree. Okay. Don't even touch the... Do you have the cards? Yeah. Okay, put them down. Don't oh. touch them. Before you learn how to touch the cards, you've got to learn some some old-style banter, some old-style talking. Okay. Okay? Do you, I say yes, indeedy, then you say yes, indeedy, didy, do.
1: I mean, this is going to make us seem like we know what we're doing?
3: Yes, sirree, Bob. Yes, indeedy, indeedy de dude. do.
1: Do I have to say that? Yeah. Yes, indeedy, didy, do.
3: hmm Make it a little more like you're skipping a long stone. Yes, indeedy-dee-dee-dee-doo. De- yes, indeedy-dee-dee-dee-doo. De- All right, we're working on that one. This is strategy because there's so much psychology in poker. Really? There's so much. You just got to so you gotta have what they call a poker face.
1: Oh, poker face. I've heard of that.
3: Okay, you know, poker face, right? Right. See? You know about this stuff. Now, I can't claim to be a master. You know, I'm not there yet. Soon, uh-huh. you know, but I'm close, you know. What I do is I shave my eyebrows, you see, Smooth oiled? Are you joking? No, 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 no. I cannot help it when I get it. I'm a great bluffer. i may be one of the greatest. But when I get a good hand, my eyebrows go right up. I don't want to give anything away, so I shave my eyebrows. It's no big deal. Wow, I, I, that, well, that
1: does seem like quite a big. I mean, that's pretty radical.
3: Well, I mean, this is 2005. You know, we have grease pencils. Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play we're gonna play some cards here.
1: Right, we can pick up the cards.
3: Yeah. All right. Okay, so now S L. The yourself, yourself L right. five cards face down. Okay. All right. Now i just gonna say, you know, I know that to, if you're not careful, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to like draw you into a, to a habit that you won't be able to handle, okay, because it's very addictive. Gambling is very addictive. This is a very serious. I
1: di- I didn't realize there was a downside to
3: it. Oh yeah, this is a very very adult pastime. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, so now we bet. Okay, now I'm gonna bet
1: mm-hmm.
3: a dollar. Okay. Okay. Now you gonna you gonna see that dollar?
1: Okay, I see that dollar.
3: All right. So what do you have?
1: I got a pair of nines. All right. I, I have two
3: pair. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I beat you. Oh, all so right. You, you should have folded when you had the chance.
1: I guess so. So what? 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 What's your? What? You got a couple pairs of watts. what? What? Well, you got two pairs uh, of.
3: N- uh, nines. N- uh, nines and uh, fives. So you should have been more careful,
1: right? But I don't know that I could trust you
3: on this one. See, I I, I, you have a very keen ear, yeah. Because I was bluffing, you see, I was bluffing the line one.
1: You, you know, Howard, honestly, I mean, it, just in the interest of frankness here, like if I could be completely frank with you... Always. I would think that you would be the last person who should be doing any kinds of gambling whatsoever. You should stay as far away from playing cards as Why possible. Why
3: that? It's bringing me so much joy and...
1: Howard, you have the worst luck of anyone I think I've ever known.
3: I have the worst luck? You've lost every
1: single job you've ever had.
3: Those are c- all circumstantial.
1: Okay, you're the only person I've ever heard of. Do you remember on your European vacation... You spent a week in Sweden, and during those seven days you got mugged three times.
3: I was, again, I mean, I can only blame, I was flaunting it.
1: Howard, when you went to New York, you literally got sold a bridge.
3: I've had some hard times with the... With Lady Luck, and you know, and yeah, maybe some of those things are, you know. Although I do believe they're mostly circumstantial, but you know, I.
1: Yeah, you know, and I mean, and I say them not to. I'm not trying to put you down, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. Always good friend,
3: you know. And you see, like, I feel, you know, I'm very lucky to have a friend like you, you know. And I mean, there's some luck, you know. I got some good luck there, you know, and a long time. And you know, if you would just be my my partner, you know, if you, my chum, you know, maybe maybe that that bring me a little bit of luck.
1: Well, that's very sweet of you, Howard. Okay, I, i'll i'll give it a i'll give it a try. Uh, what I, what 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 the heck? It's yeah, yeah, sure. Do
3: you have money, by the way? I'm just just. I don't mean to to launch so into it. I mean, I'm really happy. You know, I'm certainly i'm i'm pleased as punch. Yes, indeed, you do. But you you got you have, you have a, a pretty good steady cash flow, right? Well, I, I yeah, got, I, I I guess so. That's I got good. some money. That's good because that's part of the partnership. Also, your mm-hmm. money is my money, and my money is your money. But you have no money. But the money that I win is going to be your money. You see.
1: And what about the money you
3: lose? That's going to be your money. But that'll be my money too, because your money is my money, and my money is your money. That's the first rule, one of the first rules of poker, when you're partners. And i I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna win. There's no, you can't hide from the dice. All righty. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what the craps tell us. Papa needs a new pair of shoes. I actually really do need a new pair of shoes. I. Alrighty. righty. Hmm. Well, I got a, a two and a three. A two and a three is not bad. No. Better, better than Snake Eye. Yeah. Is. There's a moment of good things to come. You got no when to hold up. No when to fold up. No when to walk away. There'll be time enough for counting When the deal done You got to know when
0: to hold When the hold
3: Know when to fold them,
0: know,
3: know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the deal done You got to know when to hold Wow. When to
0: On Wiretap Today, you heard Joe Cobden, Carolyn Voigt and Howard Chakowitz. Wiretap is written and performed by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Sarah Gilbert and Carolyn Warren. You can reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap.